You're listening to Small Business Made Simple, a podcast for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Most of our interviews aren't with professional speakers and authors. The bulk of our interviews are with hardworking business owners that are out in the community building their businesses, leading their teams, and leaving a legacy. And they want to share what they've learned with you. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the owner of One Click Agency, a website design company for small businesses, and I'm also one of the co-hosts of this show. Our goal today is to help you stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Small Business Made Simple, where we take the complex theories and strategies and make them simple to understand and put into action. My name is Tim Kroll. I'm a coach, consultant, speaker, and your co-host for today, and I'm excited to jump into today's topic. Motivation, the what and the how. Martin Luther King once said, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But by all means, keep moving. See, if we look at motivation and we try to find the definition, we look it up in Webster's Dictionary, it's a noun. It's the reasons or reasons one has for acting or behaving in a particular way. This implies that there's a force, there's a stimulus, there's an influence that moves us from inaction to action. And so we ask the question, or the question comes up with where does the reason come from? And as we look at motivation as a whole, as we look at motivation as what it does and how it implies to both our own lives as well as to our employees, how it affects our leadership role, how we use that to be able to influence. And again, remember, it implies that there's some kind of a force or a stimulus, something that influences somebody from one point to another point. We have to look at what most employees or most employers focus on. And most of what employers focus on is an external rather than an internal motivation. See, this is where the carrot and the stick come into play. And I guarantee you, if you're listening to this, at some point in time, you took a manager's class, a leadership class, you took some kind of a way or some kind of a training that talked about how to be able to motivate people using the carrot method or the reward method. And that is truly one of the ways to be able to influence. But you have to ask yourself, is that a long-term motivation? Or is it something to achieve a short-term goal? See, as we understand Maslow's hierarchy, there's two basic types of motivation. Now, he has a five-tiered hierarchy, but there's two basic ones. You have external, and then you have internal. So your external, as we look at it as an employer, would be based on survival and safety. That's the bottom two levels. Then we've got this I call it tension in between where it's the love and the belonging, wanting to be a part of something bigger than yourself. And then as you go and move more internal or the higher levels of motivation, we're talking about esteem or self-esteem and self-actualization. Wow, it's a big word. But we look at all of this complexity. And again, on this, we're trying to make complex theories, hard to understand hierarchies and make them simple to understand. So let's just break it down into those two, the external versus the internal. And how do we know that this is true, that there's some external motivations versus the internal? Well, one of the things that we've learned as we look at some of the studies is why do employees leave? Why are they not producing? Why do they not do what we've asked them to do? And how can we motivate them in order to be able to do some of those things? And some of the studies have gone through and they've actually, again, Remember, focus on the external as an employer. Some of the studies have gone through and they've actually found that the money doesn't always motivate. 
And in fact, money doesn't always keep an employee employed at the location. They may even actually go to work with somebody for less money because they have more of a sense of belonging, more of a sense of self-esteem, and more of a sense of who they are and what they are worth. And it's most likely they're not leaving the job because of money. They're leaving the job because they have a bad relationship or something else is not being fulfilled. So that looks at it. So when we, when we see that part of it and we actually apply it, there are two aspects in this. And I want to take a first a look at how to motivate yourself. And then the second part of it is how to motivate your employees. Because at the end of the day, motivation is simply a personal responsibility because the internal part is what's going to be able to keep you motivated for the long term. And then we have to ask, how do we find our motivation from internally? How do we find motivation for who we are to be able to take that step, to be able to find the courage to act, to find the force that gets us to take that action. And as we look at it as a holistic type of thing, as long as our base needs are met, which can be met with some money and some of the other things, that as long as we have the, the physiological needs met and we have the safety met, then we have to really dig in and understand who we are and take personal responsibility to find internal motivation. And I'm going to give you four steps here. So as a leader, these four things are what is what is going to be able to help you find that internal motivation. Number one is you've got to find your purpose. There's many different books out there talking about your why talking about who you want to become. Sometimes they talk about your legacy, all of these different pieces and parts coming back together. Whether I use the word purpose, finding your why, finding your passion, all of it basically means the same thing, which is this. You've got to understand where you're going. Now this takes work. It's not easy. It's not something that you're going to be able to just, boom, I got this. I know exactly what my purpose is. Now some people find it at an early age. Some people don't. So, understand it takes hard work to find your purpose. So that's number one is you've got to find your purpose. Number two, in finding your purpose, you've got to discover your uniqueness. What are your talents? What are the experiences? And often at an immature stage, we look at all of our experiences and we have anger, regret, frustration. And as we mature through that, and as we grow through that, we can finally get to a point where we look at our experiences and be thankful for them because they are what has, what has made us become the individual that we are today. So embracing some of that past and understanding and knowing, embracing your uniqueness. Number three, small daily steps build the momentum of motivation. See, motivation isn't something that we just like, oh, I got this. I'm all good. No, it's small daily steps. And that builds momentum. That momentum is what carries our motivation through. And then number four, and this one we're probably gonna talk about also in the employee part of it, but number four is you have to model the, the authentic example. Because here's what I've seen. Many, many leaders, many, many managers, bosses, entrepreneurs, solo whoever, many of them say one thing and do something completely different. Your words are less than your actions. So when you're modeling an authentic example, that means your actions are backing up what your words have said. And that's going to become really, really important because as we look at motivation, true motivation, long-term motivation comes from a sense of pride. It comes from a sense of honor, self-esteem, of self-worth. That's where long-term true motivation comes from. That is how we get it for our own personal. 
Now, as we kind of make the transition, how to we or the next question that comes up is for employees, how do we motivate employees? Well, if we know that motivation is a sense of pride, it's a sense of honor, we know that it comes from a self-esteem and from self-worth, how then do we create that motivation in an employee? How do we create the sense of pride in an, in an employee? Well, if we can recognize that, number one, there's recognition and acknowledgement. That creates a sense of pride. The number two on that is the fact that we confirm or a confirmation of a person's value. So let's take a step back. Let's look at recognition and, and, uh, uh, and accomplishment. Or sorry, acknowledgement. Recognition and acknowledgement. So recognition and acknowledgement comes in the forms of, I mean, in the business world, if you're compensated with money, that is definitely an uh, acknowledgement of the value of who you are. So there's definitely part of that. But I think it goes much deeper than that because as we look at that, there is a certain amount of public praise. Now, keep in mind, and this is often a trap that we get into because we talk, well, if I want to motivate them, I'll just give them praise. If you fall into the trap that you give someone false praise, in other words, they've not earned it, that can do just as much damage as not doing anything, if not more. Because a true sense of praise, a true sense of that acknowledgement comes from an earned success an earned accomplishment, something that they've done, something that they've been able to accomplish. And acknowledging that accomplishment with a public praise or some type of a way to uh, give them that uh, recognition will increase that motivation for the employee to do more. And we see this oftentimes within our kids. And again, this is part of the very first part of Maslow's steps. These are the physiological type things where you're actually giving them that sense and uh, the idea of who they are and, and just beginning to start meeting their needs. And that recognition and accomplishment starts with that. Obviously with compensation, number two, then it would end up being with verbal praise. So that's the very, very first one. All right. So then the second one for Maslow, remember there's five we're talking about. So let me just lay the five out. So we are all on the same page. Number one is physiological. Number two is safety. Three is belong. Four is self-esteem. Five is self-actualization. Those are the five. So we're going back and we're applying this now to the, how to motivate employees. The very first one is we want to look at the physiological. So compensation, verbal praise gives them that sense that their basic needs are being taken care of. But if we stop there, if we only use money to motivate, we're going to lose our employees. That's not going to last a whole long time. Might be able to work one, two, three times, but it's not going to work in the long term. So then let's look at the second one. The second piece of this is the safety. And that would give us two points. And they're kind of tied, tied together. So number one is to create the sense of pride through recognition and acknowledgement. Number two would be boundaries, setting limits and expectations. Many, many studies, and we can probably talk, and you may already know this one, but when uh, children get on a playground and there's no fence around it, they all stick right in the middle. But when there's a fence around it, they take advantage of the entire playground. We already know that one as far as some of the studies. But we look at it, and as it applies to Maslow's theory and the way that we set it inside of our employees, we sometimes use the word stability. So boundaries and setting those limits and having clear expectations give us give an employee a stable environment, which is a deep need for safety. It, it touches on that deep need of safety. The second thing of this one, which is also part of the safety, is clearly defined what is good and what is bad. 
And in the employee situation, I like to say it this way, clearly define what is acceptable work and what is unacceptable work. So we have the physiological, then we have the safety, and then the third one is the belonging. Now, the belonging, I probably the best way to put this is to have a belief or have a faith in them, to place a trust in them. This is a shared confidence or a borrowed confidence. There's oftentimes I've looked at employers and as they work with their employees and as they treat their employees and they, they go together, sometimes the employee is not quite sure that they can do it but yet the employee can borrow confidence from the leader. And that's where you get that, that belief from the leader into the employee, say, I know you can do this. I'm encouraging you to move forward. I've got faith in you that you can accomplish this. And that belief and that faith, that confidence in them, when it's shared, it now becomes part of their confidence, part of what they can also accomplish. That shared part, that faith, that belonging, or touches the need of the belonging. So we got physiological, we got safety, we've got belonging. Belonging is created with boundaries and clearly define what is acceptable and what's not acceptable. And then that leads into some of the higher ones, which is now we're developing the internal. And I think this is one of the pieces that a lot of employers, bosses, entrepreneurs miss. They miss these two. They miss the esteem and the actualization. So the esteem is developing them as a person developing their skills, helping them grow personally, it gives them more value. As they have more value, they now have more self-esteem. And there's a lot of different ways to be able to do this to help them. I cannot tell you how often, especially as I'm going through coaching different business owners, how often they become a father figure or they have to teach one of their employees how to manage life. And it's truly a shame because, and slight rabbit trail here, but you have to know this as a leader. There are many fathers that have abandoned their children and forgot to teach them the basics of life. And sometimes in our situations as employers, as leaders, as servant leaders, we sometimes have to take a step back and teach an employee some of the basics of life. Might be basics on finances, how to show up on time, what true work ethic is like. Sometimes those things have to come up. And sometimes we have to deal with that. So make sure that as you're looking at that, you're helping them develop personally. You're helping them develop skills. Um, we're going to talk about a couple of ideas, so I'm going to put a pin in that one. But developing them is absolutely key to help them build their self-esteem. All right, then the next one is helping them discover their purpose. And that's the part of realizing, understanding who they are as an individual. So we've got... All of these five things from Maslow's hierarchy, we're trying to break those down. Hopefully this makes a little bit of sense. And I really, truly, if you guys have any questions, make sure you contact me. Let's ask, let's have that kind of a discussion. Things don't make sense because I really want this to be part because not only can you as a leader influence many people, you can have a deep impact on those individuals, not just for work, but also in their personal lives. And to me, that's what true success looks like, is helping an individual grow and helping them learn to become a better person. All right, so that's what we have. So let me give you two ideas. First of all, when we're talking about identifying their purpose, looking at what that's going on, I highly recommend the book Dream Manager. And it's a short read, it's an easy read, but it's an incredible book that walks you through how to help somebody understand their dreams, find their dreams, and then accomplish their dreams. And as you walk through that book, there's, there's a lot of different 
great, great pieces of step-by-step. So I highly recommend a dream manager as a way to be able to help your employees walk through the different ways to find more self-worth, to find their self-esteem, to gain more confidence and grow as a person. That's number one. Number two, another great book is The Delivering Happiness. It's a story of Zappos, how it grew, how they uh, walk through their entire culture and how they're developing their culture. And in fact, they even have some courses, a lot of great things online. Uh, but I highly recommend Delivering Happiness on how to be able to develop and create your culture. And why is culture so important? Because if I go back to Maslow and we tie all of these things back together, that sense of belonging, that tribe, it starts with you and building your culture. Now, we're going to save culture and talking about culture for another episode at another time. But this one piece I want to leave with you. When it comes to culture, your culture will develop whether you pay attention to it or not. It's just like a child. So if you don't pay attention to your culture, your culture is going to grow. Regardless of anything, it's going to grow. So I highly recommend that you pay attention to how you're creating the culture within your company. Frankly, nothing, well, very few things are more important than building your culture because that's going to become who you are. It allows individuals to identify their purpose and then connect with that tribe. And that's all part of the culture. So let me read this, fine, this final piece here. Uh, Bishop D.J.T.D. Jakes had this quote, motivation has no power until it is pointed at your purpose. And I love that quote, and I'm going to go one more because I'm going to just make up my own quote here. In order for action to take place, courage is needed. For courage to be present, there is a need of a reason. For a reason to appear, there must be motivation. Motivation is the reason courage is present in order to take your action. So next, till next time, man, I hope this touched you. If it has, please reach out, let me know, and we'll talk soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Small Business Made Simple. If you learned something insightful, actionable, or useful that you're excited to implement in your business, please leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Not only are you helping other future listeners find the show, you're giving them an opportunity to learn something valuable they can implement as well. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe in providing you with the tools you need to stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business.